You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! And welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me is my co-host, Alicia Finley. Oh, hello and happy Monday. And Todd Stark. I just, uh, you know, rode in to this place on my boat. On your boat. On yeah, my you boat. Rode yeah. on in. Rode on in. <laughs> hello, <laughs> Lacey. Taking it around <laughs> Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's completely wet here it's not stopping it's not going to stop today it should stop tomorrow but yeah i think they tomorrow. say four to five inches of rain yeah today. i think yeah what if, uh, i don't know what it is about february but like it's i was born in february so like i guess like it was a dark period mm-hmm. like i remember one year it was like two hours and 33 minutes of sunshine and i think that's about what we got this year <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's way it the seems. worst. Yeah, like we we tend to get some of the worst weather come February also, especially if we mm-hmm. had an easy winter up until that point. We'll get all the snow in February. Like but this year, I mean, we've just had it rough all year all winter, I yeah. should say. So now Yeah, it's, it's either rain or snow nice. around here. It's, actually kind of nice. it's 30 degrees. I know. I got I, to 36 last night. And I'm like, "Man, it feels like it's like 50 or 60 degrees out here. I don't know why I have on my heavy coat, you know." It's like 65 outside today, uh, but we will not go outside. I'd straight lump up, I guess, or melt yeah. one or the other. I mean, I remember it was a few years ago, five or six years ago. I want to say 2013, maybe, 2014. I don't know. But it was a really, like it snowed super bad around here to the point that I couldn't leave my house for a week. Yeah. Like I was stuck. There was no way out. And our food, like, I'd never experienced that before. Where you never food ran to the just... store to get bread and milk? No, because <laughs> I was just like, ah, it won't snow. You know, because around here, everyone panics. And then all of a sudden, it was just like, here's some snow. And I was like, ah. And it here's was cold, more. so it never melted. Yeah. You know, so the roads were just ice and snow, and it was just terrible. Mm-hmm. So it was like Friday before we finally got out to the store, and we had to get someone to come get us. To take us there who had a vehicle that was manageable in those conditions because i didn't yeah. have one so right. yeah never never experienced running out of food <laughs> before but it was just getting to that point i mean we we had plenty to get by but it was just like we're running out you want a board it's, snack and you can't because that's gone now yeah yeah got nothing else <laughs> to do in the house right now well, i can guarantee you there was no bread or milk at the store probably not probably not no hmm. well Trying to fight the cold and rainy days. What have you guys been playing? Ladies first. I finally beat, uh, well, one of the stories on Resident Evil 2, Leon's campaign. So um, I had just started probably like 30 minutes into Claire B. So um, got through it. And uh, 
to 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 beat at the end, I I was quite impressed because I did not go into the last boss fight prepared at all. I had like <laughs> no, one you... hit point. I had like twenty bullets. You know what I mean? Like it was just like and a prayer. That was all I had. You know, it took a while because I was refusing to go back to a, a further save point. I was just refusing to do it. So it probably took me like forty five minutes. When in reality, if I had been set up properly, I probably could have done it on like the second or third try. Once I learned mm-hmm. the patterns and stuff, but. uh I got through it, damn it. Hey, here's a secret. You don't even need one bullet to win at the end. Well, you need uh, well there, it was the one, it was the William. I don't want I don't know if I'm doing spoilers or not, but like the well, William spoilers. one. Yeah, kind of. I feel like you would need bullets for. You talking about, oh, no, no. You're talking about in the lab, right? Yes. Or you talk, it goes straight he, into the mixed Mr. X nonsense. But yeah. Um, yeah. So that really, oh, yeah, we yeah. might have to talk off because I don't know if it's like spoilers or whatever for people still at this point. But for the Mr. X one, no, really interesting. Yeah. Of course, no it bullets. might be different now because I heard with like the Claire story, whichever you do be on or whatever, that it changes it a little bit as far as like the real boss or the true hmm. ending or something once you've done them both. So maybe I'll let you know in a week. If Have you beaten yeah. both? I'm at the tail end of Claire's right now. I'm at uh, I'm in the lab the getting ready to do the the g i guess so in theory i guess you're about done assuming there's not like some other big boss or whatever after that right i guess they like teased you after the credits for it which i was really kind of pissed that i hung out for the entire credits the scene was like two seconds long oh yeah yeah i was (laughs) i was really upset I was like, I'm like, I could have looked bitch. that up and I would have been just as happy or somebody could have gone, hey, this happened. And I would have been like, oh, OK, skip the credits, you know. Yeah. But yeah. So Same here. I beat I beat Resident Evil. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then, of course, I'm still playing some Beat Saber from time to time in the between. And mm-hmm. uh, that's been my week as far as games go. So All I right. had fun with it, though. Good. Yeah. Todd, you saw Resident Evil? Yeah, I'm uh, Resident Evil. I actually purchased Anthem and Metro Exodus last night. Okay, but oh, with yeah. my internet, so I'm waiting for all the still updates to download. <laughs> yeah, this morning I was still downloading. Fair enough. But uh, I did, like I said, uh, I got from the sewers all the way to the lab last night uh, with Claire. So see, I don't want to do the sewers done. again. Well, the sewers is That's not the problem. nearly. Like, there's always levels in games that I just despise, and I'm like, I'm gonna have to do it all again. Okay, in the sewer, when uh, on the Claire, what you're gonna do is you're gonna almost go directly into the control room, and all you have to do is go back and get the pawns, and then or the. Uh, That's it. That's all I know, have to do. It's quicker. That's it. It's way quicker. Okay, good. Good, because I was not looking forward to that. Yeah, and you don't even have to go back into the. You don't have to go back into the police station if you don't want to. Okay. Yeah, Leon's already stolen everything. Yeah. <laughs> so does, is that how it works in this? So everything that you take, it rolls over. No, like no, it's a uh, everything's still in the same place for for okay. the most part. As far as like the big stuff so far, like there's different things to loot, or they're in a different spot that I've noticed so far. But the nice thing about, like, as soon as you started Claire, like, you didn't have to do the entire beginning again. Like, it'll mm-hmm. just start from, like, where you met her. And I, gotcha. and from what I've been told, if you played Claire first, it would have been the same thing. Like, where Claire met Leon, and then you'd pick up Leon from there, or whatever. 
So, um, cause I thought we'd have to do the entirety again, but no, it just has like Cliff's notes of what happened in the beginning. And then bam, you just start, we're like, you meet Claire again at the police station or whatever. And I would assume if I had started with Claire, it would have been when you met Leon at the gas station or whatever and moved on. But I'll say I, I had to do the whole first part again. At, really? Yeah. No, mine just did like a little like montage of, you know, um, him at the gas station and then her rolling up and doing the whole crash thing. And then we backed out and had the conversation in the car. And then, bam, I was in the graveyard as Claire. Hmm. Because, hmm. you know, when want- you meet her again after a whole bunch of stuff at the police station and then you meet her outside in the graveyard outside the yeah. fire exit or whatever after the helicopter crashes. That's where I started. Wow. Okay. Well, you know what? I wonder if, like, I went to a new game again. Did you start an entire new game, or did you? I go... did. I started oh, a new game why. entirely. Yeah. So that that I makes had the sense. Continue new game or whatever the second option was. See, so see I thought that was just. On. Well, damn it! That pisses me off. Okay. You yeah, that that would have saved you probably about an hour. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I am so upset right now. <laughs> well, you got to experience it again. Maybe you've just improved. Well, I was wondering why like, I was like, well, this is all damn near the same as Le- like, like just like me playing Leon, you know, mm-hmm. all over again. Yeah. So, yeah, I was well, quite surprised. Sh- like, it just gives you a little Cliff's notes and then you move right on to what <sighs> she would have picked up that would have been different. And uh-huh. a day. Yeah. So, damn it. I'm going to have to. Damn it. <laughs> See, now There's I'm another. wondering, though, you might, you're not going to get the continuation probably then. Yeah, now I'm going to go back and shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, the revelation. I'm sorry, Todd. I hate I'm video sorry. games. Yeah, no, you're fine. probably just started the entire <laughs> game all over again. Yeah. Damn. It's all right. It's all right. You're just getting a whole new experience. Yeah, so I'm exactly. wondering, like, I never, like, you said something about a graveyard. I never went to a graveyard. Hmm. Oh shit! So yeah, so yours is pretty much exactly like Leon's then, huh? Oh yeah, it's exactly like. There's some little bitty different like cutscenes. Obviously, are probably different. Well, just different parts. Like you go into the chief's office with Claire, where you don't go into the chief's office with uh, Leon. So it makes me wonder. I mean, you could go back through Leon's after you're done with Claire's and see how that differs. Because if yeah. Claire's changes. Then Leon should change according to that, whichever one you start first, based on what she's saying. I don't. Yeah, yeah maybe. I mean, I, 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 I went inside the police department, but there's really not a whole lot for me to do because all the areas are blue, which meant it what? means it's been searched. That's why I was like, so Leon stole all the stuff. But I mean, I was streaming. So, you know, my chat was letting me know, like, well, there will still be stuff to loot. It's just because she has different weapons. So you're going to find stuff in different places and, you know, things like that. So. I'll let you know because I plan on playing some more of it today and we can swap <sighs> and see if it changed so much because I literally just finished the first campaign yesterday. So I'll be able to tell It'll, it's fresher in my brain. I'm frustrated. I mean, if you don't want to go through sorry, it again. I no, I do. Make your day, well, I no, I'm kind of excited. I was just going to say, if you didn't want to, then I could, I could do the opposite. I could start with Claire, then go through Leon and then kind of give you guys yeah, you the go. Cliff's Notes version. Since I haven't done it. I mean, it's still, like, what gets me is it's still, even, like, starting out at the beginning and, and Claire taking over Leon's well, position, I guess. Well, go back to the menu screen and see if you can just have the option to do the next I, one. 
I can I can go back and just uh, do the the what the game plus You're or whatever it is. Almost done. So I mean, yeah. Uh, well, I guess. If I, might, I might as well in, just go start. I might as well just go start Claire. I might as well go start Claire on Leon's story and see what all is different. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, man. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Option. So uh, what I said about the sewers, you know, scratch that because uh, I was doing Leon's, but it still seemed a lot shorter and that I was going to different places. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have to do. Mm. I guess I didn't have. Well, you know, it didn't have the whole Ada part in it either. Oh, thank right. God. I really despise that sequence too. That whole middle <laughs> section, I was just like, I was getting so salty. I was so over some of it. Yeah. It's too dark. I can't see. I'm supposed to be shining this thing to like unlock doors. I'm just like, Ugh, how long is this scene? I'm over it. I know Ada's yep. hot and all, but I don't even want to look at her anymore. Like, I'm over it. I want to be done with her whole sequence. I, I felt the same way. And thank God <laughs> it was short. <laughs> yeah. It took me longer than it probably should have, but hmm. I get lost. I'm directionally challenged in games, especially when it's dark. I, I probably turned in the same corner like 20 times just trying to figure out how to get back. And I, that's where I get frustrated. I'm like, damn it. Where's the door? <laughs> I just want to leave. Fair mm. enough. Steffi and White? What? What have you been playing? Well, Red Dead 2 is yeah. obviously. Um, I am in the epilogue. Spoilers. I'm gonna go ahead and say spoilers for anybody who doesn't want to know. Lace, where have you gotten? Uh, did you ever finish it? I'm only like halfway through. Do I need to put on earmuffs? I mean, I I don't have to talk about it. I just well, you know I got I got through the story. I'll just say that I I got through. Oh, you finished the story? I, I've not finished the story. I mean, I know how it ends because I'm mm-hmm. stupid and like watched other videos, and so. So I've accident. I've made yeah I've made it through the main story. I'm in the epilogue. Um, I didn't play too much into that. I played maybe like one mission, and I was like, "Ah, oh, this is gonna go on for a little bit more." So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna pause because I, you know, that was a, an emotional roller coaster. So to it speak, was because I it's was just beautiful. so angry. <laughs> I was so angry at so many things, and you know, it's that's how mm-hmm. it was. But I won't, I won't spoil it. But I guess you can kind of get a, an idea, yeah, to a point. But I, I don't want to say anything. Uh, but also, you know, just in my off time when I wasn't able to play that, I played a little bit more, uh, Spyro. Yeah. And, uh, I really enjoy that game. It is, it's very fun. It's, it goes back to a simplistic time with games. Crash Bandicoot's the same way. I've been playing it a little bit mm-hmm. here and there. Just, you know, it's, it's a basic, simple, you go into a world, kind of, it reminds me of Super Mario World, or not Super Mario World, Super Mario 64, where mm-hmm. you, you go into a world, you just collect whatever you got. And I know that in Super Mario 64, it was like, you got to go after a star. But it's where all these worlds are separated. So it's like one little world. You go in there, you collect everything you need, rescue the dragons, and then you're done. Right. You never have to go back as long as you got them all. You don't have to get them all, but, you know, I'm a completionist. I'm going to do it all. So it's fun just because they don't give you this massive world. It's just this little map. Find everything you need there, and then get out. And you're done. And I don't know. I've just had fun collecting stuff because that's really all you're doing but it's fun so yeah. i enjoy it all right guys you ready for some news yes because i've got Great. uh i've got a few few good bits here first of all let's talk about uh 
The big surprise announcement that came down the wire is uh, Reggie Fizami announced his retirement from Nintendo. Yeah, I, I don't think that. anybody saw that coming. No, did, I really didn't. Uh, he'd been with the company for 15 years, served as president for 13 of those years. Uh, Reggie was a hype machine. You know, he if you was. ever saw him, like when I first saw him, I think he was pitching the Wii. Yeah. And man, he made you want this thing. His ass would play the games on stage. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he got everybody pumped. Yeah. Every time there was something going through, even even at their worst, like the Wii U, which yeah. I'll say was their worst, he, I mean, he got you going. All right. Yeah, I think I'll get that. Yeah, yeah. you know, you, you've so got me sold. to fill there, whoever's next. Well, the person that they uh, tapped to be his successor is Doug Bowser, which is, you know, kind of a... Oh, that's right. I didn't <laughs> read that because the last yeah. name made me chuckle. Yeah. Yeah. But he's the, he was uh, currently, or is still currently, the senior VP of sales and marketing, so he'll just kind of ease on into that after Reggie officially retires in April. So uh, he's uh, said he's going to do... You know, go spend more time with his family, which understandable. Then you know. Sony's going to hire him. Yeah. <laughs> or Microsoft. <laughs> but anyway, uh, others in the industry, uh, we had Nintendo President Shintaro Fukara, or Furukawa. There we go. I tried to run through that. Thought I could nail it, but I didn't. Uh, I'll count it. It was you know, good. Uh, he wished him well. Even uh, Xbox <laughs> head uh, Honcho Phil Spencer. Wished him well on his retirement, yep. but I heard nothing from Sony. Yeah, he did. Did he? Uh, last night. Okay. Yeah. So he, he took his time. He was at Dice all day doing a keynote sure. yesterday. <laughs> I'm just. Mad. But anyway, no. Uh, I think. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Nintendo will still be fine without him, but I don't think the hype machine will be as uh, as massive as it used to be. You know, because he could he could really roll up a crowd. Yeah, he. I'll say that about him. Like, even if, like, when you get done, you go, "Man, this is crap." Yeah. But he made you feel like it wasn't crap. Yeah. Just to, <laughs> even, even for the few moments, you're just like, "That's okay. what you need, though, man. Sell you on it. You're like, I believe." Yeah. yeah. Once you buy it, it's over with. Mm. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> so hopefully he'll uh, do well in his retirement, and uh, who knows? We may not have seen the end of him. It's not like he's super old or anything like that he's still got a lot of years left in him i feel like he's pretty young still soldier boy's gonna hire him yeah (laughs) (laughs) guys let me sell you the soldier boy yeah the console that you need today or whatever he says i'm trying to do my best (laughs) all the games that you already own just worse in one place in one place for you with a low price one price all right. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but Ruben Langdon, I don't know if you know who that is. He's the actor who portrays Dante in Devil May Cry. He oh. was shot at yep. six times what? in Guatemala last week. Yeah. I heard about oh, no, that. I did not hear this. Uh, he and the director of a documentary that they were filming at the time were approached by a gunman who was looking, I am assuming, to hijack their car. Uh, the driver of the car they were in took off, and the gunman just opened fire on the car. But luckily, no one was struck by any of the stray bullets. That is not safe. God. Yeah. In fact, Langdon himself actually posted a picture of one of the bullets with a caption that says, So glad I had my bulletproof coffee this morning. Yeah. So uh, I, hope the, I hope the gunman was wearing ear protection. <laughs> That's just dangerous. Yeah. But as of the time of this recording, yeah, I'm glad you're worried about him. Hey, I'm just saying, safety first, or at least, or at least top ten, you know. But anyway, as as of right now, from when I've uh, when as we're recording this right now, no suspect has been caught. Um, 
I don't know if you're into political or the worldview of the news. Guatemala is a pretty dangerous place, yeah. especially right now. So um, crime is high, and so it's not surprising either. So yeah. uh, be careful if you're in Guatemala. Why, why do you think they keep coming up to our border? Yeah, oh, you know, but they're criminals. <laughs> they it's don't... crazy down there. Yeah. All right, let's not get into that. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole uh, other podcast. Next thing we've got is with most gamers calling for the unification of all platforms for the sake of cross-play, one indie developer is arguing in opposition of the idea, saying that cross-play would hurt and hinder small multiplayer titles. The CEO of Dot Nine Studio, Guillaume Bochel Vadal, love that name. That's a great name. Mm -hmm. He believes that creating a cross-play ecosystem will inevitably lead to the growth or more growth within the AAA market, and then cause multiplayer titles from indie devs to go unnoticed. Now, do you guys agree with that? Can you see where he's coming from? I I can see his fear. I mean. I, I you know I don't know how it would really say, work without but... having like any real understanding of how like the behind the scenes of like marketing and all that kind of stuff because like from a player standpoint I feel like I would have only bought that game once on whatever platform that I owned regardless if there was crossplay mm-hmm. or not yeah so I'm not sure like how it would hamper sales I would have to have somebody who's you know proficient in how all of that works to explain it to me um. Because, yeah, if I have a PlayStation, I'm buying it on PlayStation. Regardless, if you have an Xbox, you're going to buy it on Xbox. Right. So what big difference does it make if I can play with you? And that but, that was kind of my thinking, too, is I didn't really see. I mean, we all have a console we or, or system, I guess, PC platform mm-hmm. that we lean toward. And if that's the one we play on, that's most likely 90% of the time the one we're going to go to. Right. You know, you have your primary, you have your secondary. So I'm having, again, like you said, I'm having trouble understanding yeah. the argument behind it based on what we know from the outside. Maybe yeah. develop. I mean, if someone knows costs. and can put it in the comments, that would be great. Like, or, or link yeah. us to something that would have some studies behind that or, or whatever. But yeah. I feel like Add it would, might bolster it, right? Because, like, now I might get to play it more if my friends have the... Sure, yeah. Opposing console it, or whatever. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It could cost more to develop, though. That could mm-hmm. be the thing they could be talking about that we're not thinking of. But I think maybe on the the flip side of it, maybe he's assuming that if all console, like all these big AAA titles become cross-play, and then maybe some of the littler ones were having the cross-play, they would have that, that uh, advantage over the AAA titles. And oh, then so now they, that all they, the their big mindset titles, was like it, the sales maybe. were better for smaller titles because that was crossplay. Perhaps that, that's one argument I can try to understand from that okay. from that perspective. So I don't know, but okay. yeah, yeah, add us on Twitter if you know the the details. It would kind of clarify yeah. this more because I'm not. I don't know. I think he should have just explained it so we didn't have to worry about it. Yeah, because yeah. I mean the way he he kind of laid it out, it was it's kind of open to interpretation. Right. I feel like so. But I mean, his name sounds like shampoo. It does. Now I will say, I will say, when I was reading this and and just kind of researching it a little bit, the one thing that I would say that I feel like's hurting the indie titles more than anything are garbage indie titles. Yeah. That people will pump through, and then when people think indie, they think of these garbage games and not really good games. 
Right. Right. So, I don't know. I I've, I feel like that's the bigger threat, not crossplay. Well, if you think about whenever the PlayStation Four launched, the Xbox One launched, everything like all those indie titles were just solid. Mm-hmm. They were great, and they wasn't like uh, the storefront wasn't cluttered, right. and they could actually say, "Hey, try this indie game out," you know, and and you you could go see it. Now, when you go in there with the self publishing, everybody's on board with it, and everybody started doing it, and now it's just like, oh, there's a hundred indie titles, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't even see them. They're just muddy. The water is muddy. Yeah, very muddy. Yeah, it's it's hard to to go through it all for sure. It's like Tennessee right now. Anyway, exactly like it. <laughs> While we're on the subject of indie titles or just uh, indie developers in general, I guess this is a nice little segue into uh, the Epic Games Store when it first launched. I don't know about you guys, but I wasn't under the impression that, I mean, I think we even said it here on the show. It was just like, well, here's yet another platform. Because, uh, yeah. you know, Discord's done right. it. Steam's done it. So many out there and just like, oh, yet another place. But it's quickly becoming a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, yeah they keep getting exclusives. I mean, with with their, you know, deal to get Metro Exodus as a time exclusive, that was pretty big. I know it ruffled feathers, but it made people take note, I think. Because Saber Interactive made the decision last week to make their upcoming game, World War Z, an exclusive release on the Epic Store. And from what I'm hearing, this could be wrong, so if if anybody knows, this is not a timed exclusive. This is a move to their storefront. So it's 100% going to be on Epic, and that's that. From from what I I did not okay. see anything that said time. Now, if I'm wrong, let me let know. Us know. But yeah, I did. I didn't see timed anywhere. Look. So uh, Saber Interactive CEO Matthew Karch knew that this was going to be met with criticism, and he quickly released a statement to kind of explain the de- the decision. He quickly pointed out that the 18% margin of profit that they will receive from this move can now be reinvested into the game itself, making it better. Then the savings can additionally be passed on to the consumer, which they immediately did by dropping the game's price from $39.99 to $34.99, and anyone who pre-ordered the game at the original price will be given a refund for the difference. So, clearly this is a trend that I feel like is going to continue. Hey, as long if they're giving it back to the consumer... I mean, that that I think is really cool because, I mean, I as cynical as I am with larger corporations and things like that, I just 100% mm-hmm. thought they would pocket that money. Sure. You but know? I think if this trend continues and they can, can, they can sustain this business uh, tactic, do you yeah. think this will lead to a downfall for Steam? Now, this They're is just early. Compete, I guess, with the same thing. Exactly. Because if they did it, people would be happy with that because I tell you, like PC gamers, they don't want to have all these launchers. Mm-hmm. And and to be honest, I mean, I know that there are all these launchers out there, but in all honesty, Steam is kind of like the the monopoly, the the main mm-hmm. source that people go to because that's where it's just easy. You know, it's yeah. an accessible platform that you can just get your games on. So now with this one in place, you they I feel like they really have competition. They have to start thinking about. Yeah. You know, all the other launchers, it was like, eh, who cares? We're Steam. We're the PC go-to. Right. Now, I think they're really, they're really going to have to start assessing this because if they continue to lose big titles like that, 
Granted, I don't know if World War Z is going to be that big right. title, but yeah. but at the same time, I have heard zombies, a lot of dude. but I've heard a lot of good things about yeah. it. Like early access, I think it was an early access. I I remember hearing people say like, this is actually not that bad. It looks <laughs> you know, good. It's actually pretty good. So I feel like you know Steam's got to step it up if they want to continue to compete. However, going back to something you mentioned, Lace, do you feel like that this this trend that epic is doing that at some point they might change their policy in pursuit of that almighty dollar i mean i mean i i would think so i mean it, it especially if this trend continues i feel like it would be wise to at mm-hmm. least look back and, and reassess those things about why these these publishers are starting to be you know swayed toward the epic store because like you said with these larger titles i mean indies we've already discussed some independent developers and until like i guess epic games doesn't have forums and all this kind of stuff that makes it a little bit easier for independent developers to be able to you know talk with their players um Mm -hmm. that it seemed like they weren't that swayed yet to want to go towards the epic store but you're also yeah. paying like 15 bucks for some of these games too so exactly yeah and if you can save people like five dollars because i mean it looked like steam was already kind of upset with metro exodus oh yeah for and sure. just the way that you know he had articulated you know mm-hmm. uh their their unhappiness with how it went down but mm-hmm. which i agree like it was it was just weird that you decided to very last minute um, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I feel I like mean, we're going to, we're going to continue to see this happen. I feel like yeah. we're going to see more and more titles flock over there. Well, I like looked I said, it up. As long as they're really willing to like, give it back to the consumer. Like, I, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I, hmm. I mean, I would be willing to pay 10 bucks less for a game I want. Yeah. Sure. That, that, that eight, that 88%, um, profit instead of 70% mm-hmm. is big. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. yeah, like you said it's it's not showing up that it's a timed exclusive. Like they are they're staying. Like it's right. already dropped the price to 34 instead of 39. Yeah. Well, it was the same with Metro, it was $10 less on Epic than it was yeah. on Steam mm-hmm. before it that's, I mean, that's, made the exclusive switch for a year or whatever. Yeah. And that's big. Yeah. So There you go, people. By the way, if you hear children in the background or a child yelling We have in the a daycare just, here. Just you know, I, I can't help that I have kids. I could. I could have. I can't now. <laughs> I told you. Like, <laughs> now it's too late, but they are there. But, yeah, you know, I can only do so much unless you just want to hear me, you know, shouting at the children no, throughout the no. podcast. So. The Palace of Megapixels installed a um, a working uh, replica of a daycare. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I told her to be quiet. You know, she's she's found, finding ways to, to elevate her voice because yeah. she wants to be heard. She showed say, me her. It was about 30 minutes, which for, like, for a child, that's pretty good to, like, she did remember good. for that long, you know, for someone mm-hmm. so young. She yeah. actually brought her book in here, her uh, little engine that could book, and showed me, and nobody heard that. She's yeah. like a little ninja until she goes far away. Then she's, mm-hmm. she's trying to throw, uh, like, throw her voice. Mm-hmm. She's probably going to attack us when we go back there. Probably. All right. <laughs> you ready for some quickets? Quickets! Mm-hmm. I got quite a few. Okay. So, uh, first thing I've got is the PS Vita has finally ended production in Japan. Dum, dum, it's over. Da, dum, dum, no more. Da, dum, da, dum, da, dum. Mm-hmm. It's sad. Eh. Uh, <laughs> Google <laughs> will announce its upcoming game project at GDC. I don't care. Mm. 
Uh, what do you What do you think is going to be a what streaming service? A yeah, console? Probably. probably. I'd say the streaming service. Uh, it's got. Uh, how hell, who cares? Didn't they? I feel like a console would be. We would have heard rumors, right? Or have we? Yeah. We ha- we have kind of right now. But they did. They did that that streaming test at one time and then it just kind of faded away so i didn't know if that was still a thing or no. maybe it was just a test like could have been yeah yeah i don't care though uh the early access for the highly anticipated ps4 title dreams will launch this spring did I'm you guys excited, see dude. that trailer yes i watched a, a streamer friend of mine play it wow yeah yeah just dude, they created dead space like it looked just like dead space recreated um, pt man Mm-hmm. Yeah, PT. I was gonna say it looked just like it. It was. It's, I mean, it's incredible. I think what was fascinating to me is all the various types of games. Yes. None of them. I mean, granted, some of them did, did, but the idea that there were so many types. Yeah, little puzzle games. Yeah, like, like everything. You, if you showed me two of the the games that had different styles to them and said this is all came from the same one, I wouldn't have believed you. One of them looked like an old school Nintendo game, like side scroller. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I was impressed when I seen that. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Yes, exactly. you could do that. I mean, it was just so many different ideas, and all coming from the same. That's amazing. I can't wait to to get my hands on it. Yeah, like that. They got the early access you could sign up for, you mm-hmm. know. But you have to. I think you have to pay for it. So it's Boo. what thirty nine. I think but you're I actually you're, what what you're doing is you're getting the game now, mm-hmm. pretty much. I guess. I think they said they were going to have limited. Um, Limited tools, right? So yeah. you won't have everything, but you'll have enough at your disposal to do something with. Uh, the Persona Five Joker DLC for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate will drop in April. Uh, a VR version of Five Nights at Freddy's apparently leaked to last week. Would oh, you? God. Would you guys play that? No. No. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say it better myself. No. That wouldn't. No. That oh wouldn't, my God. I'm such a. I'm like. I'm pretty good to just play the regular scary mm-hmm. games and get through it. You're not putting me in VR. <laughs> okay. No way. Mm-hmm. And I thought there already was a Five Nights at Freddy's VR experience. No. It, it's probably on that Samsung box thing. Unless this is a oh, new one. Maybe. I, I just know. saw. Might be. Okay. I could be wrong. There's a lot of titles that seem exactly the same to me too. But, yeah, um, I mean, that entire series is, you know, recycled ideas. But that's just my opinion. Uh, Pia, or PlayStation bigwig Sean Layden mentioned that the company is open to studio acquisitions. Good. Do you think they're eyeballing anybody? Uh, Housemark. Who's that? They made uh, they make all the uh, top-down twin-stick shooters like Dead Nation, uh, Resogun. I think they're going to they're gonna purchase them. Okay. Do you they're, think they would allow them to be themselves? <laughs> Yeah, and not being I mean, EA. I, I mean, no, I have no I mean, doubt. You see they how they do, do that, yeah. Naughty Dog and everybody mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah. the, and plus, I, I read that Housemark is wanting to do a AAA title, so I'm wondering mm-hmm. if they haven't already approached them. Mm-hmm. Which I think that'd be. They've always made, uh, you know, exclusive games for Sony, so mm-hmm. I think it'd be a good fit. So you think they would acquire studios that have already just kind of worked with them and just kind of put them under their umbrella just to kind of yeah. solidify them? Yeah, I think so. Because I feel like. The Xbox or the Microsoft acquisitions kind of hit a few nerves because they took a few good companies. Yeah, and you're just kind of like look at their track record with like Rare, mm-hmm. and you worry is T you know is Ninja Theory going down that road? Yeah, because I I would hate to Rare think. was such a loss. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. that was one of the biggest. I mean, granted, EA has screwed over numerous companies. Don't get me wrong, but to watch what 
Microsoft did to Rare. I, I, you know, I don't was, think. I think that was worse than shutting them down. Yeah, I don't think EA is screwed over. They've let the companies make the game, but then they go and like take Battlefield and put it out the same time as Titanfall and the same same day. Mm-hmm. That's not fair to either one of those games, especially no. not Titanfall. And now they're doing it now with Battlefield Five coming out and the Apex Legends. You know that's a battle royale game and a Battlefield Fives, or is it Battlefield Five? No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know their their battle royale got pushed back and it hadn't come out yet, but Titanfalls has. Hmm. You know, so it's kind of like you're screwing yourself. Yeah, but they're only in pursuit of the money, so right. it's just like we'll get all our games out there and we'll get we'll get every dollar we can. But right. yeah, I don't know. Screw yeah. them. But you're right about Rare and, and Xbox. They screwed them. Like Because they you, you look at their games before they went over there, and every game, every game yeah. was such a solid title. Where's Battletoads? Yeah. Why have you not made another Battletoads game? Well, didn't they announce they were doing that? Well, they I don't know if they're making it. I know they did that you know remake with that Rare mashup game. No, I, I think they, they made an announcement uh, last year. Just they didn't say it. was more like a, hey, it's coming back. And it's like, cool win and that was it just saying hey it's, I it's happening i remember now he had his t-shirt on yeah. at e3 it right? was it was nothing more than just like this is happening battle tips yeah. i'm gonna look i'm gonna see what it says all right well i'll keep going uh steam is ending all non-game video content on the platform so uh yeah i, I didn't really even yeah do it i, I didn't like i know that was, was a there thing. but Meh. like i watch stuff elsewhere <laughs> yeah exactly so i mean there's no point in it being there uh, Puma announced that they are creating a Tetris-themed shoe, and it's coming out later this year. What's that? You broke up on a, the last part for me. A, a Tetris-themed shoe. Shoe? A shoe. Puma. For your feet? You know this. Yeah. You know Puma, <laughs> the, 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 the shoe brand? Uh, yes. Okay, yes. there we go. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're creating a Tetris shoe. Okay. So I'm assuming, like, I, I think I saw, like, the, the sole of it. I don't know if they had, I think that might have been, like, a, what do you call it, uh, a blueprint of what they're looking to do. Mm-hmm. But you saw the little tetraminos, you know, laying up the sole. So it's kind of neat, I guess. Okay. But, eh. Uh, an anime film based on Dragon Quest V was announced. Did you guys ever play Dragon Quest at all? I did. I'm trying to think. I played... Five though, did it go that far? I feel like I remember like a one and oh, two. Oh, it's up and to like it. eleven now. I oh, think. I, I, okay, well then, not all of them all the way through. Was there a dragon? Like the dragon Warrior. Titles. Well, Dragon Warrior is it's the U.S. name for Dragon Quest, but now okay. they've they've changed it back to Dragon. Okay, then Quest I played here. one of those. Whichever one you got for uh, Nintendo Power, signing up with that. Back Dragon in, Warrior. The, okay, the that's the one I played. One, that was yeah. the very first I played. I loved it. Very first RPG I ever played. Mm-hmm. Which was. That's a kind of a. I, I guess the game didn't really warrant any money. I mean, not to shit on the game, but it was very simple. You just walk around, fight enemies. Walk around, fight enemies. Earn money, get upgrade to weapons, fight enemies, and then just in this one little world. So yeah. it was kind of bare bones in in a way of looking at it. But I, I was always a fan of it. The series growing up, uh, Dragon. I I think I I feel like I played Dragon Quest Five. There was a remake on the DS. I feel like I played it there, but I cannot say for sure. But I, I'm confident that I did. I just have to remember what the story was. But Dragon Quest IV was my absolute favorite because of the way they did the narrative. In fact, 
I remember talking about it on the show years ago or episodes ago, not years ago. We haven't been on doing this <laughs> like, that long. I mean, I mean, after June, you can say years ago. That's right. So, uh, I think it was at the end of 2017. So it's been, you know, it feels like it's a been bit. a while. So I know I talked about it in great detail, what I loved about it. So if you want to find out, go back to that episode. Back when we weren't, you know, a well-oiled machine. We're getting there, but not quite. Uh, what else I got? Ubisoft Skull and Bones is getting a TV series. God, excited yeah, about it that. Has even come out yet? Well, it's getting a TV series. <laughs> okay. Just because, sure. Uh, TwitchCon will be in San Diego this year from September 27th to the 29th. Yeah, it's like a whole month earlier, even. Yeah, is anybody excited? Because I'm not. I'm not going. Yeah. I don't think I am this year either. Although I keep hearing like San Diego was the best. And a lot of people saying they will go back once it's back in San Diego. You know. But that's. And it you is in a more convenient that. month for me. But I don't know. Yeah, but you say that, and then we go back, and it's going to be another disaster. And I just, I just I had like, uh, yeah, I just had. Well, mine was just different circumstances the last two years as to why I'm just like, do I really want to do it all over yeah. again? I don't know. If I were to, I would get my own place and all this kind of stuff, so I can have decompression time and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Because I just felt like I was always just stressed out. Yeah, but yeah, it was. Uh, hopefully, I just, they'll I- mail their badges this year. Oh, yes, my God. That would be smart. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to worry about it because I'm not going. So I'm putting that in writing right now. No one's going to convince me to come. I know you might want to see me, but I just I can't do it. I can't do it. I pen can't or do pencil. with the stress. The pen I- or pencil? The Are you I- putting it in writing in pen or pencil? Pencil. So then you can't erase it and write that you are coming. Well, I mean, it's Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. I have yeah. to use a pencil. No. It's all about branding, damn it. Nuh-uh. It's a permanent pencil. I would write it in a pen. I would write it so hard. All right, I'll I'll mark it. I'll write it with a pencil and then trace over it with a pen. Okay. There we go. The Finally. Beginning, uh, the beginning of pencil is pen, by the way. Finally. <laughs> guys, you'll never believe this. I Let's hear it. A new study has come out mm-hmm. and has found that there is no link between video games and violence. Damn, it's the same as the old yes. one. And the one before that. Who knew? <sighs> you know? Who knew? I just, yeah, it is mind-blowing, right? Gosh. I haven't killed anybody. No, no, there's... No, I haven't killed anybody. <laughs> I've been playing video games since I was five. I know, right? It's whatever. Whatever, guys. Whatever. Yeah. We gonna... might rage in the moment, but who doesn't during just certain things throughout your day? Well, maybe not every day, but like certain moments in your life that causes you to rage. And then like, you know, you walk away from it for 20, 30 minutes and you're fine again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I rage more when I'm putting in a screen door. Yeah. Or <laughs> it doesn't fit. Or when I'm trying to do work on my car and I can't fit my hands in there. And it's yeah. Just like, oh, oh, God. Oh, yeah. Man. Please. I want to beat the hell out of my car. <laughs> it's like, I just, I just need that. Bolt off. I'm pretty sure Caveman did the same thing. Yeah. Like, sure they this did. rock won't roll. <laughs> he beat it with a stick. <laughs> All right, guys, you ready for some truth or trash? Of course. I have six. Today. Damn. Six. Dang. Yeah. Making up for six last week, wrong. I think I didn't have any. Yeah, so, we didn't have any last week, did we? No, we didn't. So, all right. Here's, here's, a, here's a favorite that I'm going to pitch to you guys. Okay. The next Batman Arkham title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit. 
Is it going to be called Arkham again? Well, just the Arkham title in general, whatever it may be. It's going to be announced in April. Dear God, I hope so, because I feel like we've been talking about it for a long time now. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to say truth. Okay. I was, I'm kind of leaning that way. Yeah, truth. Okay. Just because I, wa- I just want it to be over with. Just <laughs> over and done. All right. Speaking of announcements, Rockstar will announce GTA 6 at E3. No. Trash. Trash. All right. See, I like when I have a Unless pen. they're liars. Well, we'll see. Well, Rockstar we'll doesn't see. go to E3, so. We'll see. They we haven't been in years. Happen. We'll see. <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah, maybe they come this year since everybody's out. Mm-hmm. True. Well, see, no, there's like, so, so many open opportunities. I know. I could derail this, but I feel like I remember reading where they were like, we, we've we lost the ability to satire people, so GTA is probably not going to be a thing. They did, but okay. you know, the, Was it just the milk to throw us off. The mill keeps turning. Well, then I'm putting a lot of faith in him telling the truth, and I will feel betrayed if it's true. Okay. Well, you said trash. I so. mean, I won't lose sleep over it, but I will feel betrayed. <laughs> yes, All I right. The ne- the next thing I have, and uh, actually the next few are kind of uh, Nintendo related. Nintendo Switch will not see a release of Kingdom Hearts 3 on the platform. Trash. Trash. Yeah, why? Why would that not? Okay. Is it a, is is it an intensive game? I mean, they've we see what they're doing with other titles, you know, kind of downgrade them just to get them on there, so they're going to downgrade yeah. it. So we'll say but they said but we're just that's the Rumors. Yeah. Rumors. That's why I say trash. I think yes. it'll be on there. Yes, but okay. I say trash too. But also keep like in mind silly not to. These rumors may not, you know, be exactly as they were on the internet. So uh, <laughs> So are you saying that you kinda tweaked them a little? Well, Maybe. Of course he does. <laughs> to try yeah. to see if we're paying attention. That's oh, right. Yeah. All right. Uh the next one I got is Nintendo will soon announce a new Eternal Darkness title. Hmm. I'm going to say truth because they're they're needing something new here. Okay. Right now. Mm. What about it, Lace? Enough about this to make a to make an educated choice. So you have never heard of Eternal Darkness? I don't think so. Oh my goodness! Or I'm going to have like to do completely blanked. I'm going to have to run down right quick. No, I'll I'll do a retro review for it because it's a it was a favorite of mine on the GameCube. Oh, see, I didn't have the GameCube. Uh, so, truth. We're okay. in the day and age of rehashing stuff, so sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's long overdue, I feel like. The Xbox Game Pass will release on the Nintendo Switch later this year. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about this kind of stuff, like Xbox Live going to other things also. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, will this be available on the Switch sometime this year i I mean i feel like i would have to say trash because if it runs on an xbox i don't know that it would necessarily like if you're talking a streaming service Mm -hmm. like unless you have a choice for the switch version versus the xbox version that'll play on your console but i mean a lot of these games that they're offering are older titles that i feel like the switch could handle on the game pass really 
I feel like there's. I mean, some they, new ones they do. That are they do. Ha- yeah, they do have some new ones, but they also have a lot of old ones, so it wouldn't be that surprising. Mm, I'm gonna say hmm. trash. I okay. think you. I think you. You're trying to deceive me. Okay. <laughs> what about Todd? I mean, you're really you're you're giving it your. He's really yeah, all you're thinking, this Captain. Over, yeah. I am because I really think that. Xbox is moving way closer to not having a console as much as a service. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, just for shits and giggles, truth. Okay. That'll be your your first uh, win. diversion here. Yeah. All right. The last one I have is one of Mortal Kombat 11's upcoming DLC fighters will be Bayonetta. She would fit in perfect. Truth. Well, just think about it for a minute, Lace. Nah. Gotta go with the gut, man. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna say truth. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. See, we came to the same conclusion. (laughs) (laughs) I I honestly feel like this year, once we get to the recap of Truth or Trash, it's gonna be amazing. I can't wait. I will. I really kind of truly hope we were wrong about everything. Well, there are a few that have been confirmed so far, but not many. Oh, who's who's winning right now? Yeah. There's at least two that are confirmed that I know of. That I had to mark. We probably do like an end of the month recap because otherwise at the end of the year show, we're going to be talking about a lot. No, yeah, that's going to be, that'll be our entire month of December. Recap. Yeah. <laughs> recap in the year. Like TV does. Mm-hmm. 2018, all, right. all in one. 2019, shit. I've been writing 2018 on stuff this week. It's fine. You know, it's still the beginning of the year, sort of. Ready for some weird news? Is there sex in it? Uh, no. Damn it. I'm sorry. So, guys, did you hear about the Fortnite Live Festival? No. Now. The thing with Marshmallow? No, 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 not that. That was in. That was a. That was an in-game concert. This was a live festival. Now, if you missed it, if you missed it, you're in luck, because you'll never have to worry about missing another one again, because Epic Games is looking to sue Exciting Events Limited, the company responsible for holding the event. Now you may be. This wasn't an Epic approved event. No. Oh, okay. That's why they're suing them. Because they did not legally obtain the rights. In fact, the event itself was littered with unlicensed logos and characters. And according to some people who actually attended this debacle, the tickets were overpriced and had very little to do with Fortnite at all. And furthermore, exciting events released a statement making themselves sound victimized. Okay, head of the company, Sean Lord, said, quote, These proceedings by Epic Games has had a catastrophic impact on the company's ability to trade, which has forced Exciting Events Limited to cease all trading activities immediately, and the director of Exciting Events will now seek to limit the losses to third parties as far as possible. Hmm. Tisk tisk. Now, the event was shut down after Epic Games sought legal action. Like, the moment they said, we're suing you, or we're going to, they were like, all right, shut it down, shut it down. So the event never finished, I guess, the (laughs) couple of days it was supposed to do. (laughs) Scatter! Yeah, get out! The police! But 
it's unclear right now if Epic is still looking to sue or if, you know, the, the disbanding well, of it was God, like, they were dancing at this festival, am I right? I mean, right? Carlton would have busted in there. But then again, we also know that that got shut down. Too. Yeah. So, did you not listen to the show last week, Lace? Which one? <laughs> My God. We talked like, about seriously. it last week. No, the the we we talked about it last week. The oh, dance. did I listen to the show? I totally yes. thought you said something completely different. <laughs> you're it, do, you're okay. just you're just I not paying attention. What I to thought me. you said. I'm like, did you hear about all the shit last week? Is what I thought you said. And that's no, what I was like. No. Well, which shit? Um, yes. Why? Uh, about, about the dances. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 lawsuits are probably going to disappear. Well, perhaps. I mean, they've already lost a lot of them, right? Yeah. Because it's like the Carlton was the only one that I kind of thought would, um, but he can't have some weight and that loss too. So, so it's all, I know it doesn't matter. Epic's winning at all things right now. All right. The next thing I've got, uh, you know that there's a running joke in America and probably around the world that the government is crooked, right? That's, that's the joke joke. I thought it was like like Donald Trump is the president. (laughs) I mean, if politicians are labeled as thieves, it's kind of disappointing or disheartening, but it's not also surprising either. You know, we're just like, ah, yeah, that's fine. So you may be saying to yourself, this is not a political podcast. Get on with it. Well, if you go right now, or you could have gone, because I'll I'll, I'll get back to that in a minute. You go to the EPA website right now. They've got a little game called Recycle City. It's a little flash game, and it's supposed to be educational and whatnot. Some people happened to go on this site and noticed a very familiar tune immediately after pressing start. Mario Brothers. Well, you could wonder if they, they gained permission for this, but they there was no uh, indication of copyrights anywhere, but they were treated to the main theme to, or the underground theme, excuse me, to Yoshi's Island. And it was like, this sounds very familiar. And what's funny is some people did some digging and actually found the internal file name for the music, and it was clearly labeled Yoshi's Underground <laughs> .mp3. So they took this, they put it on their little flash game. I will say this, you know, Twitter lit a blazing like, ah, oh, we ought to tell Nintendo. I went on it to check it myself. There's no music anymore. Because they said, you know, press start and you'll hear music. I had to check my volume. I was like, is my volume not working? I didn't hear any music. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't hear any music. So I'm assuming once this story hit, they were like, get it off. So. (laughs) They're on to us. It was there. As far as I could see, it's not there anymore. But yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. How do they think like, (laughs) never mind. I know, like, I know. why do they think they'll just get away with this? Like, what are yeah. people thinking? I don't... I don't Who knows? Who knows? Guys, are you ready for... I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh, well, hell yeah. I'm yes. ready to turn you down. I No, no. Today, I think you will both be oh, wanting to buy something. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think I've got something for for each one of you. There's zombies? Uh, No. But 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 there are items that I think you'll you'll lean toward. Okay. Because I've got three. Wow me. And I think at least you'll you'll want one of the three between okay. both. Okay. Okay. Now, lace. I think you might like this one, Todd. You you may like it too. But I think this one's more for lace. Okay. Do you guys remember Tamagotchi? Yeah. You mm-hmm. remember? Did did you have, did you have one? Yeah. 
did you try to play it and kind of wish you had one now and you could just play it and we got try one to, you got one mm-hmm. i don't remember yeah. ever having one no but okay. i might have but did you want one I well because of the friends envy right uh-huh. like right? other people right? had it so I was a child. Okay. Well, it. what if I could offer you a Tamagotchi for today's person on the go that can be cared with with ease? Oh. Okay. I present to you the Tamagotchi coffee mug. This Tamagotchi. <laughs> will be there with you every morning to hang out with you during your morning coffee, and all you have to do is wake it up by filling your mug with piping hot coffee. Oh, that it is wakes simple. Up. Yeah, it's just a heat-changing My Tamagotchi will be like a <laughs> fat one, though, because that coffee cup gets filled quite a bit, man. But it's it's just a heat-changing mug. So yeah, don't, just don't so, put it in the washing machine. Don't, don't, don't get too uh, attached to it. <laughs> it just changes color. But still, you love coffee. You love Tamagotchi. It's win-win. It is a how win-win. Much, how much would you pay for this awesome Tamagotchi mug? So is it a separate mug? thing? Or is it like on the coffee cup? Like, is it's it a, like... It's a heat-changing mug. Oh, it's a heat-changing it mug. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the Tamagotchi comes alive when you, you fill it up and then it goes back to sleep. How big is the mug? I, I would probably say not quite a coffee cup size. Maybe just a little bit bigger. Uh, in between. What you've In got there? Mine. Yeah, where it's slightly bigger, but not not the normal size because it's Is it it's ceramic or porcelain. I'm really uh, thinking this through. Ceramic. So I mean, how much would you? Is pay it officially for licensed? It is. It is officially <laughs> licensed. Okay, so then I'm gonna say because I know these things, I'm gonna say twenty five dollars. Okay. Todd, do you want one? No. Okay. Now, you know what? I've been drinking a lot more coffee lately, so yeah, uh but I wouldn't spend I wouldn't spend over, you know, 19.99. Okay. Well, both of you are getting a mug because it's 19.99. Yes. Oh, and nice. you can pre-order right now and it will be delivered to you in May. Nice. Mm. Now, Todd, uh-huh. This one is for you. Okay. But at least you can you can chime in on this one too. You can Because yeah, I bought can <laughs> pretend. I bought the coffee mug. And so. you know, that was a clever pun because we know Todd loves nothing more than hearing that satisfying sound of a trophy being popped on I the game. I love it. That chime. Mm-hmm. It is It is pretty satisfying. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll throw that in so it's not just me. Or maybe I won't. I don't know. Do it again. Do it right now. No, nah, I'm not going to. Uh, just one time. What if, what if, Todd, while you're on a quest for your next platinum trophy, you could wet your whistle using an official... Sony trophy glass hmm. designed in glass mm-hmm. to resemble a PlayStation trophy and embossed with PlayStation icons. You fill it up with beer and you'll have a gold trophy at all times. So is it, I'd rather just have like a platinum show. What do I put in it to make platinum? I mean, you could try to figure that out, you know. <laughs> I don't well, I mean, know if it would be safe. You're not, you're not selling it. Me. I mean, it's not going to look like a platinum trophy because the platinum's got the orb. But I still like it. Okay, so I'm going to say I would get this, but it's still to me, it's just a glass. Mm-hmm. So, but special glass. Twenty four ninety nine is all I would spend on this. Okay. How, how how many ounces does it hold? Well, you know, I didn't quite get that, but I'm going to assume uh, we're talking probably at 12, least twelve. At least twelve, because it was it was pretty eight ounces for that. And it's a I, I Sony mean, it, thing. Yes, it's officially Sony licensed. I'm gonna. What'd you say? Twenty five. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. $24.99. One dollar, Bob. Shit. Uh, well, you know what? Okay, let's say $20. i will say 20 All right, well, you're, you're going to have to take that $1 and add it to it because it's twenty ninety nine. Okay. So, oh, well, uh, I was... I was a close, I guess. What happened See, to 1999? I always just assume when it's licensed, it's going to be ridiculously expensive. I need to get over that thought process because it's it is. I mean, sometimes several, it should be eight bucks. Dollars now. Sometimes it is. I mean, if I want some Samuel Adams beer glasses, uh, they they cost a pretty penny. Let me tell you. I still have mine. I love drinking out of mine, mm-hmm. even yeah, though I don't awesome. like the beer as much. It's okay. Sam but Adams a, beer. I like the glass. The glass is awesome. I tried to scratch Sam Adams off of it. You blasphemer. I'm just kidding. I didn't really do that. That's specially designed and made for them. <laughs> I just feel like that's way more trouble than it's worth. It yeah. is, but it's worth it. All right, so that one also comes out in May, so you can yeah. both... You're, see? Look two, at that. Two. two. All these two libations of. that we can have in May, God. Mm-hmm. Now, the next one, the next one comes out a little earlier. It comes out in March, but we all love Zelda, right? Of course. I mean, I know Lace isn't fond of Breath of the Wild, but you played some yeah, of the older I mean, games. Like the original Zelda's for sure. Now, one many would argue, you know, which one is the best Zelda title? I've heard Ocarina of Time is usually the top spot, but maybe some people like link, Todd. I think I like would, a Link to the Past. I would. That's what I was going to say. You'd probably love a Link to the Past. That that'd probably be your best one. Mm-hmm. So, wouldn't it be cool if every morning you could wake up to the melody of that classic title? Yeah. I'm introducing to you the official Legend of Zelda alarm clock, shaped like a Triforce, and actually plays sounds and music directly from A Link to the Past. You can wake up at 6 a.m. and hear... snooze and then it does it again 10 minutes later mm-hmm. okay you got my you got me how much are you going to pay for this wonderful contraption 34.99 what about you lace do you want one i don't but okay. if i did <laughs> i would pay i'm gonna say 40 dollars for that. how big is it i mean it's, it's like, like a size of a regular alarm clock like i could put my hand on it and you know okay be like that 40 dollars Thirty-five ninety-nine. Right there, own it. You were getting cups and clocks and the whole. I'm buying the everything today. So glad. Everything. <laughs> love it. I would love one, uh, for sure. All right, some release dates, real quick. Well, not real quick because there's a lot of them. All right. Anyway, uh, February twenty-fifth, Darkest Hunter for Nintendo Switch. February twenty-sixth, Remore Remi. Rimilore? <laughs> Rimilore. That's what it looks like. Rimilore, Lost Girl in the Lands of Lore for PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Dirt Rally 2.0 for Xbox One and PC. Rad Rogers Radical Edition for Nintendo Switch. Trials Rising for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Fractured Minds for Nintendo Switch. 8-Bit Invaders for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, Child of Light Ultimate Edition and Valiant Hearts The Great War Double Pack for Nintendo Switch, Stellaris Console Edition for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, Fate Grand Order VR featuring Mashu Carry Light. Okay. For PlayStation 4 and PSVR, 
and the Lego Movie 2 video game for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Then on February 27th, we have Yonder the Cloud Catcher Chronicles for Xbox One, Near Automata, Game of the Yorha Edition. <laughs> That's what it says, Yorha. For PC, The Lost Light of Sisu for Nintendo Switch and PC. Then on February 28th, we have Fimble for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes, The Additional Content, Volume 1, Black Dandelion. That is a mouthful the for mouth, Nintendo yeah, Switch. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> uh, Battaloon for Nintendo Switch and PC. Ape Out for Nintendo Switch and PC. Then the rest that I'm going to mention are for the Switch. Void, Space War Arena, Constructor Plus, Deltarune Chapter 1, and Anodyne. All for the Nintendo Switch. Then on March 1st, we have Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove for Boom. PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Dead or Alive 6 for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Pirates Pinball for Nintendo Switch. Treasure Stack for Xbox One. Swords and Soldiers 2, Schwarmageddon for Nintendo Switch. Schwarmageddon. Awesome P, like P-E-A for Xbox One. Shred 2, Free Ride Mountain Biking for Nintendo Switch. Creepy Road for Xbox One, Treasure Stack for Nintendo Switch. Then on March 2nd, we have Riddled Corpses EX for Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Here we go. All right. It's time for... What the hell did you just say? Let's do it. Now, I didn't have time to get all the, the titles and stuff, so we're playing classic version today. Classic version. So, uh, I'll, I'll have to... I'm sorry. If I had better internet at work sometimes. Internet, or wherever. Hey, internet can cripple you. Yeah, it can. I was going to say, you guys need to move. Yeah, I know. Or whatever. Or write your alderman. Mm-hmm. Whatever we can do. I've already done it. So, let's see where we're going to start first. Lace, we're going to start with you. <clears throat> Tell me what elephants, elephants, I don't know why I said elephants, elephants <laughs> can't jump. Elephants can't jump? Yeah. Elephants can't jump. Mm -hmm. Wow. I feel like I have no idea. Um, so I think this is just um, an, a point and click adventure game. Um, set in the world where elephants really badly want to become uh, basketball players, just like anybody else would um, in in this fictional world. And it's really about the, the story of how these elephants, through all of their trials and being knocked down and being told as an elephant you couldn't possibly amount to anything, um, and uh, how they were able to strive and become part of the EBA. Sorry, ENBA, the ENBA. They started their own. And um, it, I mean, there's really like a really cool inspirational speech at the end, too, from the, the elephant head coach on why they, they absolutely can do this sort of thing. Just, you know. Yeah. Mm. Sure. Okay. That's hard. <laughs> it I was. mean, elephant basketball. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, the, a lot of the training has to do with, like, letting mice free on the court. Okay. Um, hmm. I mean, I guess elephants playing basketball has never been done, so I'll give you a, I'll give you a pass on that one. I mean, that, that was 
That's and an I was interesting more generous concept. Than I would have been with my own description, so I appreciate well, the, you. Well, the cons, <laughs> the the concept sounds interesting. Like I want to at least see a basketball game played by elephants, and then yeah. you know it's whatever not, happens it's after that. Tricky. Yeah, so I, I mean, just want to see. They are on that. all fours still. They are. Todd, they're not standing yes. elephants. What is Thug's Law? Thug's Law. Thug's Law is a post-apocalyptic, uh, uh, post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. third-person shooter. Okay. And you're just in a gang of thugs, and somebody has taken your girlfriend, and you're going to go get her back from a rival gang. Okay. And it's just, there's certain laws that y'all go by, Thug's Laws, and... <laughs> There's no holds barred. Like, there's just, there really is no laws. Mm-hmm. So, pretty much what this amounts to is a cross between GTA and Mad Max. <laughs> and it's a ripoff. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Oh, I was kind of leaning toward Double Dragon when you said the whole girlfriend kidnapping and all that. I, I didn't mention that. I said yeah. that. Did you? I said Double Dragon. <laughs> They're brothers. Okay. One brother took the other brother's. He he has his own thug gang, and mm-hmm. they have their thug laws. What are the what are the thug gang names? One of them is the Shadow Warriors. Okay, and the other one is the Beatniks. Shadow Warriors versus the Beatniks. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. And uh, one one group, the Shadow Warriors, mm-hmm. they like to use whips and chains. So and one of them's got a throwing star, mm-hmm. and that's the only weapons they can use. Okay, and the the Beatniks. They um they like to use a, a hallucinogenics and slingshots. Okay. And they all ride around like the beatniks ride around on skateboards. And uh the shadow warriors, they ride around on bicycles. Cuz there's no gas. Mhm. Thug law. <laughs> Coming to fall. <laughs> All right, your presentation, I'll give you that because presentation is pretty good. I was going to say, he good. wins that round hand down. <laughs> I mean, you, you did really down. good. You did good. All right, Lace. Tiny Dangerous Dungeons. Tiny Dangerous Dungeons. Well, I feel like the easy way out is that it is a dungeon crawler. So it's like a kind of like a top-down Diablo-esque kind of um, thing. But it's, um, it's all done through... Um, third person but from a guy who is looking through a microscope okay so as you're starting the new world the guy's like ready and he brings it up to his hand and then it comes down like this but you kind of play it like that remember that old labyrinth game that had the uh knobs on the side little wood thing and you move the marble around the thing yeah, I think I remember. So, yeah. Okay. You kind of you kind of tilted you you tilted it right a yeah, little bit. Well, and like with the knobs that were on the side of it. So that's what you're doing as like I guess the god of the game or whatever the player. And so you're you're leading these people through the dungeon crawls and depending on how well you tilted it or whatever is like how you make your attacks as you're going through the dungeon. Um, and then to reset, you know, you take your microscope off and then you assign your points to your people. However, it is in this fantasy world. So you know. I'll just say it's regular fantasy. You have your wizards. You have your, you know, tanky people or whatever that's going through here. Um, and, uh, yeah, you're just playing it through the eyes of this guy who um, 
is manipulating his own little dungeon crawler. And obviously, if you get them through to the right one, then you start it up and he resets a new little world and brings his microscope out and does it all over again until you've gotten through the the entire game. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) You lost me at Diablo and then really lost me at the Labyrinth game. I was just trying to tell you how the guy is playing it. That's fine. That's fine. Like manipulating like it. it. So you actually see the hands as he's playing the uh, the dungeon crawler. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still wouldn't play it. Yeah, so, fair uh, enough. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> Todd? Fireman's Quest. Fireman's Quest. Fireman's Quest. Okay, Fireman's Quest. I see it being like a... Each building that you get called to as a fireman mm-hmm. like okay four alarm fires it, you know you start off at the at the little firehouse you uh you pick three things to bring with you each time okay depending on where you're going you find out what part of the city you're going to it's a site like i would say like it could start out in third person but the game's played more like a like a side scroller, but you're scrolling up. Mm-hmm. Each building that you go to, after you pick your weapons, you know, you can pick an axe, like you can pick like a different kind of breathing mask, uh, different things like that. You have a whole little bunch of tools you bring with you according to what you think you might need. And while every level is beatable with whatever you bring, mm-hmm. you have a time limit. So if you didn't pick the right tools, you might not make the time limit. You might make it to the top. What it is is each one of them is five screens up mm-hmm. and they are incredibly hard think super meat boy all the way up like on the hardest setting right and your quest is to get to the top of the building to save whoever's there but like i said like you might have a minute and 30 seconds to make it up there but if you didn't pick the right tools you ain't gonna make it in time so you'll have to reset start over try to run through it that's what i'm that's what I'm It sounds thinking. incredibly complicated. It I is. Don't, I don't really like it. He did that on purpose. <laughs> I mean, you just you just started, kept going, and I was just like, ah, I'm losing it. All right. Lace. Love. Yes. Money. Rock and roll. Love, money. What? Rock and roll. Love, money, and rock and roll. No, there's no and. Just love, money, rock and money. roll. Rock and roll. <sighs> My brain is tapped this week. Love, money, rock and roll. I um, I feel like this is a merger story game uh, with uh, Michael J. Fox's characters for Michael Keaton to also Back to the Future. So, uh, you know, always obsessed with love, money. But what if Michael Keaton was actually in the movie Back to the Future instead of it being Marty McFly? So obviously he's in love with, you know, his girlfriend. He's got that whole story that's branching off. And then as you are um, doing the little um, mini games, I think it's just a series of little mini games anyway, where you're gathering money, you start your businesses, you're doing all this. And then, of course, the end scene is him playing rock and roll on stage because that's what Marty McFly would have done. And we steal the whole, you know, yeah, white guy created Johnny B. Good. I mean, you lost me at Michael it's Keaton. Awful. I don't even know why he's in the movie <laughs> or in the game. 
I still think if you put Marty McFly or Michael Keaton in a uh, Back to the Future movie, I would watch it. I wouldn't play it as a game, but I would watch it as a movie. But, I mean, none, none of this, I mean, I, I, I get where you're going, but. Ties to the this future. Is, this I is, know. I mean, you're, you're connecting it with a franchise. It doesn't need to be connected with I'm franchise. reaching because my brain is tapped. This it's is okay. what four hours of sleep does, people. So you, you've only and got garbage one. Garbage titles. It's probably a wonderful game. Don't at me, developers. That's fine. Uh, Todd, you, you can win this <laughs> right now. Oh, he I, I really has in my I really, I really think that I won it with the last round. I, you I know, you too. lost me. You got to keep me in. You got to keep me engaged. This that is Fireman's Quest game was excellent. You got to think about this as a pitch meeting. We may change the name of this to the pitch meeting because you gotta, <laughs> yeah, you got to make me want this game. So tell me what Angry Farm is. Angry Farm. Mm-hmm. Angry Farm. You have inherited this farm. From your great uncle Gus. Great uncle Gus got killed by the pigs on this farm because they were angry as hell. And something about this land is cursed, and all the animals are just angry as hell. And you got to figure out, like, how to work this land and make the animals happy. Okay. Like, to keep them from uh, mutiny on the humans. (laughs) And you got a, a, a timer. If you don't have it done by this time, it's just over with. All pandemonium breaks loose, and then it turns into a tower defense game to protect the the farmhouse from the animals attacking you. Okay, now you had me at the beginning. Okay. <laughs> I had to throw in the tower defense. The tower defense, you're starting to lose me. So okay, if we well, see, cut it back up, to it, if we cut it back to like angry harvest moon, then that's we got, what I was going to say. Was this is elevator pitch? Okay, then it's up for discussion. Y'all okay. are the y'all are the uh, so, publishers. So we're we're just going to cut it back to angry harvest. Okay, moon. Okay, yeah, yeah, angry harvest moon. So you got to uh, you deal with a bunch of right. angry animals. Yeah, and just try to at least keep your own sanity. By getting kicked in the head. Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah. By you got to be careful. Pigs. Yeah. Pecked at by chickens. Yeah, all that. All right, I'm going to give you this one. Woohoo! And you win. Lace, you're, you're going to have to step it up. I mean, G-G. your brain's just not working. Lace, I still yeah. I still think you did good. Okay. One of these days, maybe I'll be able to get enough sleep on a Friday night after work to the morning. Yeah. All right, now we're going to talk about our topic this week, our big headliner, and that is music in video games. Now, one thing that I have always argued anytime that we're, we're doing reviews, retro reviews, whatever, music is essential in video games, I feel, because good music can elevate anything, whether it's movies, TV shows, whatever. Music is essential in every element, and sometimes it's not necessary in case... The birds, you know, with Alfred Hitchcock. But right. you can also argue that the birds are the music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so music is essential in, in anything, any form of entertainment in my mind. So what I wanted to do is we're going to mention three games that we felt had an impact on us musically. Okay. So the first, I'm, I'll go first to kind of get out of the way, because I think if you know me well enough, this is going to be a no-brainer. Mega Man. Well, Mega Man is one of the ones that I have constantly <laughs> argued has the best music. But in saying that, I had to choose which Mega Man game could I say wholeheartedly is has the best track 
has the best music, bar none, among all. And I'm not just looking at the old NES games. I'm looking at, you know, Mega Man X, Zero Series, NT, whatever, the entire series as a whole. So what was the one? For me, it was Mega Man 2. Because as good as the music was in 1 and memorable, 2, they stepped up everything in that game and music was bar none the best. Every single track. I honestly sat there and thought, what track did not stick with me? But every single track in that game from every board you're in is memorable. And so many cover bands have covered these tunes time and again because they are so good. For an 8-bit tune to be memorable beyond just something simple like, this is no offense to Super Mario Brothers, but this is beyond just that. Right. These are legitimate tunes. Like, you can hear the instruments being played beyond the 8-bit. For, for somehow, some way, you can hear it. The drums, the guitars, whatever. It's there in your right. head. You hear it. And, and it's just phenomenal there's i'll be having music playing in the background right now so you can get an understanding of what i'm talking about because these tunes are memorable for a reason you go from one to the other it's just they're all good right for me they are all solid tracks that i could listen to as 8-bit or covers it doesn't matter i will listen to them any which way you can present them to me he really will yeah so again most Mega Man games have good music but i feel like Beyond that one, if you start going into three, four, five, and, and so on, they vary. You know, you'll have one track that you go, oh, okay, that one's pretty good. Like in part three, there are a few that I could remember that were like very memorable, like Snake Man's theme in part three mm-hmm. is one that I really enjoy. But beyond that, I don't know. And then you go to something like Mega Man X. The, the, I mean, we use Mega Man X music in our intros and our outros. So, I mean, that's my love for that. And some of the, the board levels, they have, you know, good, solid music. Like Armored Armadillo is one of my favorite tracks in the game because it's so upbeat and you're just kind of in it. But the farther you go into the game, like some of the boss levels, and I don't know, they're just not as memorable to me. Like the boss fight music is just like, eh. But in Mega Man 2, boss fight music is solid. Right. So that's my argument for that. For that one. For that one. But Which I'm going to... a good argument. Thank you. I mean, it's it's all the Mega Man games are just solid mm-hmm. as far as music. Now, who wants to go next and give their first pitch Lace. for music? How, ma- how many are we doing first? Well, we're doing three, but if you don't have three, that's fine. No, well, I put several down, but I, I I wanted to save like my most. Okay. Yeah. No. Want uh, my top one for last. Um, well, save your save your top one for last. Yeah. So, um, I I was kind of torn for third spot. I'll be okay. honest with you. Um, so, But I, I still think I'm going to go with um, Fallout 3. Okay. Because, like, the soundtrack with, you know, and, and I know that the whole story behind Fallout 3, you know, what it is, but it still just gave me that feel of, like, what if the apocalypse happened in the 50s? You mm-hmm. know, I, I just think that the, the, the music that they played there was just 
it really set the tone for what they were trying to do. And you'd, and you'd have those radio stations playing that would have, mm-hmm. you know, that nice poppy little music going as you're shooting things. It just kind of really put me in the, this is how my life is. And I'm in the apocalypse and I'm doing my best to get along. And I'm just going, this is how I live my life. Pop, pop, listen to something <laughs> very happy, you know? And uh, the way they, and they incorporated in, um, and I know this has nothing to do with the music necessarily, but the way that they incorporated you know the 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 DJs, you know, sure. and those who were, were talking through there to give you information or just introduce the next song or whatever commercial might be. Um, I think for the world that was built in Fallout Three, because that's still my favorite one between three and four. Um, I think it just it just matched it perfectly for me and what they were trying to set out and accomplish for you as a as a feeling with what what state of the world was in, and that you were just kind of stagnant. But we had this really good music that still kept you going. So I think Fallout 3 is going to be my third of my three that I have chosen for this week. I, I enjoyed I, it thoroughly. I can definitely agree with that argument because sometimes when they use real music and you hear these tunes, they're not familiar to you, but for whatever reason, they do set a tone. That's yeah. what Fallout 4 did for me because I never got to play 3, but I love oh, three was that aspect. The music's similar. It's similar but, from 3 and but, 4. I mean, yeah. very much I can agree just on that alone. The at, the, I mean, the atmosphere the that it created. The hacking and whacking. You know, yeah. like as just soon as that was driving yeah. at me. You know, <laughs> you just keep on going. It's a really great soundtrack. I mean, it, it felt fitting. I mean, even as ludicrous as they may be in a, in a fighting situation, they work. And it, right. it really created the atmosphere. So, yeah, I can agree with that. It, Fallout 3, to me, was better than 4, but they were similar. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I just like 3 better. Sure. 3, I agree with you. I like 3 better than 4. So, what about you, Todd? Okay, so, I guess, like, I, I, I didn't, like, really, like, all three of these songs or games that I picked, mm-hmm. like, I really couldn't say, like, first, second, or third. So, I went with, like, most memorable and then, like, the my third one is, like, the one that just really ch- changed things for me. Okay. So, but my first one, like, it just was The Legend of Zelda. Man, I just remember when, every time I think about video games, I think about that, uh, the titles, uh, you know, the title screen popping up. And if you waited, you know, it would run through everything and the way it would hit those. I know it wasn't drums, but it sounded like it would yeah. go into some kind of drums or something like that and uh, show you all the characters that are mm-hmm. in the game. I will never, ever forget that. And, like, I can hear it in my head now, and you're probably playing it right now. Oh, it's in my <laughs> but, uh, head now, too. Like, yeah. instantly a recognizable yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, that was, that's my first, my first choice is, as far as thinking of video games, that song always pops up in my head first. Mm-hmm. And I think what's beautiful about that, too, is how it can translate into a, if you've ever heard, like, a symphony play it. Yeah. Just how they... Yeah. It works yeah. like it was meant for that because you hear how they they make the tune work. I mean, it almost sounds like a symphony then. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. And I think that's one of the arguments we're making here for a lot of these the, uh, for looking at eight bit tunes is not just how they translate in our head, but how they also work in the game itself. I mean, you wouldn't want something poppy or, or you know like Mario Brother esque in The Legend of Zelda. You need something that sounds epic. Right. swelling and that they they did that they created that 
and right. Mega Man. They needed something that would just kind of fit the robotic, futuristic tone. So everything was kind of like a rock tune, you know? Right. And it worked. Same with Fallout. Uh, the next one that I'm going to talk about, the reason I was trying to, to find different reasons as to why the music meant something to me and, and try to keep a, a variance on the games. And the next one that I chose was Assassin's Creed 3. This one, for whatever reason, when the title music started, how it, like I had never played an Assassin's Creed game at this point. And when I heard that music, the music to me felt like it elevated this game to another level that I had never seen in a game before. Now granted, I may have been out of the loop and just not had this experience yet. But I felt like we're talking about a full symphony orchestra playing the music. It's not 8-bit. It's not, you know, right. crafted tunes off on a machine. This is a full symphony orchestra swelling this music up, really elevating the material to something else. And I'm just hearing it going, I cannot wait to get into this game because it's just there, you know. It's just, I'm in yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I won't say every track in it, and this may kind of, degrade my argument a little bit maybe but I won't say every track in the game is solid like it's a memorable track but there are several in it that I remember that always stick with me that I would listen to over and over but that that title track I love that so much no other game in the series has ever touched on that like I never went out and said oh man I just I remember that I want to go I want to go listen I bought the album for this because of that track you know what gets me about part three Assassin's Creed is that it's like regarded as the worst, and I just don't, I don't understand. I don't understand that either. But no, I I went out and bought the, the soundtrack to this because I love that track so much. I've listened to it several times. I enjoy it. I enjoy the music that they portrayed in there. Uh, it was actually a. I wish I could remember his name. It's like I can see it in my, my head. I think it's like Lauren Balf, and he's a he's a he's a movie orchestra or movie composer. So, I mean, they had a legitimate composer. This wasn't just some guy who's done video game music. This is a legitimate composer crafting this wonderful music for this game in that time period, and it worked. And that's what I loved about that. That's why I wanted to kind of bring this up, because it's not... If you can find something like that that can transcend the material in such a way that you don't even really think about the game as much as you do the music, because for me, the music here was just... Oh my God, it's just so great. And I, I hope you're enjoying what I'm playing because I love it. Yeah. Lace, what's your next? Cuphead. Cuphead, oh yes. Uh, I mean, we've talked about this game before. Just, I, I mean, I feel like they just nailed everything mm-hmm. as far as this game is concerned. But... Yeah, like with the the aesthetic that they were going for, the hand-drawn elements, and that old-school cartoony feel. Like, they just 100% nailed the music. Um, And and obviously, when it was transitioning from just a run-and-gun or to a boss scene or Mm -hmm. anything like that, or even just in the the map scene when when you're walking around to, to get to the next level, just... Everything about it just really kept you in that feel that they were going for. And I mean, I don't even know what more I could say about it. They just really nailed that that feel of wanting those old school kind of cartoons. And it, 
I, I loved just sitting. Sometimes I would just sit there and let it run on the menu screen just to listen mm -hmm. to the freaking music. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just that good. And as far as most games that you've played that just 100% built it and nailed it for what they were going for, I can't really think of much more games that really just all of the elements come together so perfectly. Hmm. Yeah. And I think, just, I think to kind of add yeah, to ahead. what you're saying there, I mean, it's, it's one of those games, like you said, where they, they nailed that aspect with the music. You could, you could honestly take all of that music, put it into an old cartoon and it would work. Mm -hmm. Even, yeah. even like the title track where they, they start, I, that's one of those games that I don't want to hit start immediately because I want to hear that sweeping barbershop tone song uh -huh. that they're singing at the beginning. I've actually listened to the full soundtrack of Cuphead as well because it's an amazing soundtrack. Yeah. And it doesn't feel foreign to to the to the aesthetic of it all. Like Steamboat Mickey. Yeah, it's stuff. it's meant for that. Like you if any part of that soundtrack would have been modern in any way, it would have ruined the facade yeah. but it fits that that time period that they're going back to so absolutely. yeah i can agree perfectly I, I i absolutely loved it i'm with you there like i'll just sit there sometimes and wander around or just leave it on that screen just so i can sit there and listen to it you just get into it you know yeah. like they just it's and it's fun nostalgia too because it just kind of does kick you back to when you watch those things you know growing up and everything it's just puts a smile on my face overall well done yes absolutely Todd, what do you got for me next? Okay, the second one was uh, I picked like a moment in gaming that the music really just opened like my eyes, like as far as it hit me. You mm -hmm. know, that's a uh, Red Dead Redemption riding uh, into Mexico yes. at night. Mm -hmm. That song, I went and bought that song like that off of uh, iTunes that night. Mm -hmm. But like I will never forget riding in to. Uh, or I guess it isn't Mexico. What is it on there? It's like, it's not Juarez. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, it's it like their yeah. version of right. Mexico, their their, yeah. their version of Mexico. But just riding in, you know, at night, down through there and hearing that song. It was. I mean, it was a real song. You know, it wasn't like uh, just you know lyric or not lyrics, but just music. It was vocals and everything. Like you'd hear it on a radio. Mm -hmm. Now I'd never, other than you know hearing like I guess. Grand Theft Auto 3 had the radio stations and you had those songs that you could hear but I don't know man it just the emotion that you felt and the impact that this song had at the time in the game mm -hmm. was different than any other game that yeah. I'd played at this time so that's my second choice and I also felt like it was it came out of left field like yeah. you didn't expect it right. and then all of a sudden this song starts playing you're like I'm like, what, what the hell? Yeah, what is this? Dude, I just stopped. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to ride no more. I when made you have a to stop in like Shazam a game. You're just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I had made the mistake of getting off my horse before the song, and I was like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, like, I felt I, bad because I was like, I wanted to hear more of this. Yeah. I mean, I, I listened, I heard enough, but it was just, it wasn't done. Right. You know, I felt like I cheated myself out of a full experience with it. Yeah, it was awesome. But yeah, I, I know which one you're talking about. I think I did the same thing. <laughs> I know I've got the track somewhere, so yeah, I can agree. Um, the last one that I have was a game that I stumbled upon by just sheer... It was one of those... I, was, I guess I was in a time where I was looking for a game, a new game. I wanted something different. I was always looking for something unique. Um, 
I think during this time before I got to the, the one I'm about to bring up, Monster Hunter was something I had never experienced before. And one of the things that drew me to the game is because it was something different. You, you know, I read reviews. It was like, this is not for, you know, a, a casual gamer. This, I mean, you've got to know what you're doing. And I didn't understand what that meant at the time. You know, it was like, so, so it was intriguing. They gave it good write-ups, but it was just like, this is this is a very hardcore kind of game. And I was like, all right, I'm in. So I went out and got it. So during that same time, I was looking for something unique and new and fresh, and I came across Xenoblade Chronicles, which I had heard of the series, but this was one that came to the Wii, and it's totally unique. I hadn't played a, a JRPG in I don't know when. It had been a long time, so I was like, I'm, I'm ready for a challenge. ready for something new. This was hard to come by. I think I had to get it through Gamefly before I actually found I remember it at that. GameStop. And GameStop was the only oh, yeah. place it would sell it. So I had spent so much time with it that I was I had to buy it. I was just like, I'm I'm wasting my GameStop or GameFly subscription hanging on to this game. So why don't I just go buy it because I want to play it more and then I'll trade it in. But wasn't it sold out for a little while and you finally found it? It was no, it was just hard to find because no one had it. And I finally I think we went was it I don't remember. I know we had to search for it. I remember you looking for yeah, it. Yeah. It was it was hard to find. But, and they wouldn't sell it on Gamefly. You know, normally they'll do that. Right. They wouldn't allow a sell on Gamefly. So that kind of ticked me off. But the music here, whatever it was, like, I don't recall the music sticking with me initially at the beginning of the game, you know, going through the prologue and everything. Just the main focus of the story to kind of let you know, this is the setup. But the moment I set foot outside this town, like I had just been in this town at the beginning of the game. If you played it, you know what I'm talking about. But then you get to set foot outside the town and go into the world. The first tune you're greeted to, which is playing right now, is Colony 9 is the track. Again, this is another soundtrack I have bought. I made fun of you. <laughs> they, The music just starts like you're on an adventure. And it just swells. And you're just in it. And I did not, like m the arguments you have made, I did not want to walk off of this field of fighting because I didn't want to hear any other music. I wanted to sit in this music, so I would just wander and just soak in the music. Yeah. To hell with everything else, and I loved it. And what made it even better, and I didn't realize this at first, but when you start, because each track that you go into another world or another area, the music changes, but it's still so good because there's another one after that, and... I wish I could remember the name of it right now, but I'll play it, I'm sure. It's got a great tune as well. You know, it actually became like my main theme music for my 3DS when they created a theme for it and it played that song. So you'd open it up and it was just like this thrilling song, you know, and it's just like, yeah. And I would just kind of leave my 3DS open and just listen to it because it's <laughs> such a great track. Yeah. But another thing that they did in this game that I absolutely loved, that I felt like elevated the material, the music so much is there was a difference in day and night music but it was still the same track that was unique yeah. because if you listen to it it was the same music it was playing during the day just slower and calmer but it's still the same song flutes yeah <laughs> just anything anything to kind of give it that night atmosphere but it's but you'd still know where you were based on the music. So it was like, I hear the music. It was the same as it was, but slower, calmer, you know, calming, but at night. 
and that to me was just like so you took you not only just created two tracks for the same area but at nighttime it's different but it's still right. the same and that just blew my mind because it's still a good track for yeah. whatever it is it's still the same I don't know it was just it was mind boggling to me because I was like that is just amazing because I'm still hearing the, the music that I enjoy just in a different way so but there were boss fight music that they even added like some uh, you know electric guitars to and just kind of cranked it up to kind of give you that more intense music to it but that's another thing I'm a sucker for is symphony and rock music yeah or metal like you blend the two for whatever reason it just works because you know you get those big dead metal but then you have like a symphony in the background just tearing it up so you bought the metallic album no no I'm, I'm talking we're, we're talking more like um, there's a band that I like uh, that I can't remember off the top of my head see that's how much I, uh, Demu Borgir oh yeah they're a, I think they're a uh, I'll just say European band but they, they do stuff like that all the time and I love it but yeah the fact that this this game had music that, that made me want to just stay in these worlds or stay in these areas I did not want to leave I just want to listen to the music and then the transition between night and day it's just that's amazing yeah that's amazing to me it's just one of those that I just I latched onto for whatever reason so, uh, those those are my three good three thank you Lace what's your last one what's your your big hitter Hotline Miami. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. See, yeah, I should have said that, but no. Yeah, like, I I don't even know how to describe it, man. It's just like for for that run and gun, quick, fast, one-shot permanent. Like, they really, the music just, it gets you amped, man. Like, as you're playing the game, like, even though you could be dying a million times and getting salty as hell, you're just like, this music just... Oh, it just kept yeah. me pumped the entire time I was playing it. Uh, and, and I mean, there's really not a whole lot of a story to talk about, you know, no. with Hotline Miami or anything like that. Like, it's pretty much just trying to be like this really difficult, um, you know, fighter, whatever you want to call it. But man alive, I cannot remember a time sitting down to play a game any kind of game and just feeling completely amped and 100% wanting to just rock out to the music the entire time. Yeah. Um, it just really, really, really set the tone for, for the type of game, the very, just very fast, quick, sharp reflexes. Uh, and uh, and I played it all on keyboard and mouse, believe it or not. So nice. the whole thing that way. So you got that going for you. Then pretty much I would just replay the game just to listen to that that music if I ever just wanted to feel amped. I never yeah. bought the soundtrack. I probably could. That would be one. I don't know why. It never like occurs to me to buy a soundtrack for a video game for some reason. Not that there's anything wrong with it. It just no, doesn't no, no. cross my mind to do. Um, but yeah, just fantastic. Just fantastic. I mean, ugh! even thinking about it now, I just feel like super amped and ready to go. <laughs> just dance around to it. Calm down. I guess I guess I, I know, feel now like I'm all hyped. <laughs> I feel like that that should have been on my list, but I'm kind of glad it wasn't because I mean I I 100. I agree thought with you. for sure you were gonna put it on. I mean, there, man. I, I, I for, really for whatever reason, it never crossed my mind when I was digging around in my head. But yeah, I've, I'm 100 percent on board because so I've done I had the same like thing. A few other ones just in case you said it. Like mm-hmm. I had a, I had a few other ones like tucked away for honorable mentions. You know. 
But no, I've done the same thing where there's a tune that I want to listen to and I'll go, I'll hunt it down and be like, yep, I want to hear that song right now and I want to be pumped. I want to just bloodshed, you know, exactly. and I'll get into it. But <laughs> as far as buying, as far as buying the soundtrack, I don't know if that's possible. I'm not going to say it's impossible. I, I think it was, but you had to go through a certain site. Now I have, as far as I know, I have all the tracks for one and two. But I don't feel See, I like that I, I... I didn't care for two as much. I was kind of disappointed. There were there were bits and... There were a few in two that I really hung on to than I did others. I mean, like, there were some really solid tracks. Like, there's one... I think it was from the... Uh, called, I can't remember the name. There was one track. I think it's where there was a... There was a scene where you had to play three different characters in one area, and it was like a different level of a floor. And that track, oh my god! I think it was the the band was called Roller Mobster, or Roller Brook or something. God, I can't remember. But yeah, that that track is so intense. I mean, intense. You're just you're in it. Like you're just yeah. if you screw up, you're just like oh, I'm gonna, get and you're just I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I love that one. That's one I'll always yeah, go no, to. In part. It definitely, if it puts you right in the place of where they're what they're trying to do, like because it's just it's that. it's just like constant, you know, amp, mm-hmm. you know, that they have in there. I'm playing it right now. It's just you're in it. So, but yeah, that's a great choice. Great choice. Yeah. Todd, what's your final choice of the day? Okay, so my last choice is really like choices. Like I couldn't pick between the two games, mm-hmm. but they had the same thing in common as far as I feel like from beginning of this game to the of both games to the end of both games, they the soundtracks, I bought both of them. Mm-hmm. They're both just you know, because having a game that's really story-driven and, and kind of like a movie, almost, mm-hmm. the music starts to carry, like, emotion with it. And I feel like both these games got it right, and that's uh, The Last of Us and uh, God of War. Like, uh, Gustavo uh, Santalola and uh, Barry McCreary, you know, they both... Just the guitars, the Gustavo, and the sound and the way... Like, I, I hear people all the time mimic this now mm-hmm. after The Last of Us and I'm like I'll start going uh, is that Gustavo and I'll look it up and it won't be but it almost sounds just like it you know right. and then I just remember just those guitars and the emotion that you felt during these sto- during the story and the same thing with uh, God of War how Bear McCreary got just all the way to the um, the funeral scene, how you had those chants and the orchestra and everything. It mm-hmm. sounded it sounded like Norse music, and he they just both these guys captured all the emotion in those scenes throughout the entire game. Right. So that's my choices. Honorable mention to Mike Tyson's punch out though. <laughs> oh yeah, nice. <laughs> the workout scene. I can still I hear that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, there you have yeah. it, people. This is our favorite music and video games. Of course, I'm sure that we could come up with three or four oh, yeah. more. I mean, there's there's so many. I I figured three if we could just think of three solid ones. Are there our favorite, our absolute favorites? Who knows? That might change in years to come. 
because music is just getting better. So uh, yeah. There you have it, people. If you have a favorite track you like, you can always add us on Twitter. You can send us an email. And if you have any ideas that you would like us to to cover, you know, our favorite uh, whatever in video games, let us know. And we'll uh, cover it on a future show. you got to let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what your favorites are. But that's our show. Uh, You can always find us on the Instagram. You can see our weekly icon art. Uh, you can support the show by pressing buttons that say like. You can leave a review on your preferred platform. You can even go to patreon.com slash pencil and paper productions and chuck in a buck. And should you want to share the love, you can tell your friends to find us on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network found on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I just got an email the other day. We're going to get some special dealio with Podbean and Spotify. I don't know what it is, but they just said, you don't have to do anything. You're still good to go. But yeah, awesome things. So uh, we'll see how that works. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. I am Stephen White. I'm Todd Stark. And I'm Lacey Finley. Join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.